Welcome to Be More Super, the podcast. Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. An action-packed podcast where we'll discuss all things entertainment. You're the answer to are we alone in the universe? Conventions, prop collecting, cosplay, interviews, reviews, and so much more. The show starts with host Brian Gardner right now. So on this week's episode of Be More Super, the podcast, we've got another great guest. He's an awesome actor from an awesome show. He's Eric Valdez. Eric, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, Brian. Happy to be here, man. Oh, do you know what? Superman Lois is absolutely rocking it in the UK, and season two in the US is doing even better. I mean, I can't wait for season two to come over in the, U- the UK. Um, I've had access to season two, so I'm all up to date, which I'm just so excited about. I really am. But before we start talking about this awesome show, I, uh, I normally check in with, with my guests because the last two years have been quite challenging, to say the least. And um, I'm sure the fans would want to know, you know, how have have you been uh, keeping over the last two years? How have you kept positive and moving forwards during these unusual times? Well, I mean, man, the, the good thing about the last couple of years for me personally is I've had my family up here with me. You know, when we left LA in the middle of a pandemic to come film a show, we didn't know what was going to happen. My wife at the time uh, was working, but was able to work remotely, which was great. And so her, my son, my dog all came up here with me. And so in the beginning stages during isolation, that was super helpful to have them around. And then, you know, after that, we we were in a bubble within the show as well. I mean, for the first mm. season, I, I don't think we interacted with anyone outside of our own cast. Um, just because we all knew the responsibility that they kind of set on our shoulders. If we got sick, you know, not only did we not want to get sick for health reasons, et cetera, but we get sick and production shuts down. And there's a lot of people relying on us to keep the machine moving. And, uh, you know, we, we took that responsibility pretty seriously. And, you know, there were minimal downtimes season one, minimal this season, um, Things have opened up a bit more restriction-wise, et cetera. It looks like there's some light at the end of the tunnel, I hope. And, you know, this is not to negate any of the loss that anyone's experienced during this. It's it's terrible, and it, it's been – it's hit all of us in different ways. Mm. But uh, it, it is nice to start seeing some sense of, quote-unquote, normal life again, um, being able to go out. And, and uh, you know, for me, aside from having family and, and all of that – just being in nature, that was uh, one of the most therapeutic things for me. That and music are, you know, two of the things that get me by in anything in life. So thankful for, for being close to nature and beautiful places up here in BC and, and having music. And and it's really nice to, to hear that you had your fam- family with you because throughout this whole pandemic, I think family is so important to have them close and, and to have them near because they are your your backbone and they're what gets you through through things because i've got two two little girls and and through this pandemic literally children are so resilient and it's been quite nice because yeah it has affected them socially but for as a family unit it's been quite nice because we've got to spend a little more time with them um because of obviously restrictions and we've had more opportunities 
you know, to to grow with them more. Um, so I, I, I ask the majority of my guests why acting because it's probably one of the hardest professions, the most demanding. That it's got ups and downs, um, and it's probably can well it can be one of the most unsecure professions to have as well because you go from one you know contract or one show to the next so why did you choose this profession over something else over like banking or accounting or something that that yeah at least had a path of sorts and probably Mm. a a future because it's never going away um I, i guess the short answer is i've always been a dreamer um and but more so i i've i've been a doer uh, I, I tell people all the time that the anecdotal answer to this is my two passions in life are motorsports and entertainment. And so all I ever wanted to do in life was race cars and entertain people. And those are two of the most ridiculously challenging, stupid, if you want to call it, paths to pursue. Um, but, but again, we don't do either of those based on some sort of laid out path and, you know, an end result. The, the, the journey is what it's all about and the passion. And so for me, it wasn't a matter of, you know, what, what would I do if I wasn't doing this? Um, it's funny, there's a, I always go to music because I love music as well. There's a song by a country singer um, named, named Luke Combs. And it's called If I Wasn't Doing This. And in the chorus, it basically talks about, you know, if I wasn't doing this, if I wasn't on Superman and Lois, if I hadn't been lucky enough to make a career out of this, I'd still be acting. I'd be doing theater in the community. I'd be, you know, I'd be doing it because it's a creative outlet. And so for me, all along, it wasn't uh, it wasn't even a question. It was just something that I was mm. going to, to do and to continue to pursue. And Trust me, those uh, those tough days, there were plenty of those, uh, you know, sleeping in a car, not knowing how I was going to pay rent. I mean, it sounds like a cliche sob story, but it, it was my reality. And uh, I just I just never wanted to give up, you know. Mm. I, I, I suppose when you talk about the hardships, you know, you've got to really love the craft. You've got to love what you're doing because uh, it's not an easy journey to take. And I hear the same story from other guess at the fact that it was so hard at the beginning i mean how hard is it to make it in this business i mean is it literally dog eat dog um you know are you competing all the time yes and no and and i the way i the reason i say yes and no is because to me this it's not necessarily a a competition per se. Yes, there are millions of people out there that would that would love to be sitting in my shoes right now. And I, that is not lost on me. And I was that person years ago that wanted to be right here where I am. And I think the good thing is to always remember that and always stay hungry, but always remember that, you know, at some point in life, you were that person that wanted to be right here where you are now. And so that's always kind of been my, my motivating factor there. But it, it, it is difficult. And you are in competition with others per se. You, you, you're auditioning mm. against others, etc. But in my opinion, there's no, you know, there's there's varying levels of of things that people can bring to a character. There's so many talented people out there, and and the reality is, you know, you're going to hear 99 not no's for every one yes in this industry, and. And as you move a little further along in your career, maybe it's 75 no's to 25 yeses. You know, the ratio changes a bit, but it's still an industry full of, of no's. And to me, it's not about somebody else beat me out of a part or I beat somebody else. It's, it's they, were, they were right for that. Whatever they brought mm. layer-wise to this character, 
that that's something that I couldn't do or, you know, Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt or, you know, any of these guys couldn't do. It's that individual thing that uh, mm. is kind of what makes what we do beautiful. You know, it's, it's individuals. Mm. And you definitely landed on your feet with Superman and Lois because the part of Cal Cushing is just awesome. Literally, you couldn't wish for a better part because it's so it's challenging to watch. It really is. And uh, I've got to say, the last episode that was on on Tuesday, I was just waiting mm-hmm. for you to appear on screen. Literally, I, I, I wanted to see you on screen because of all the past storylines, it was like literally you you can't leave us with not being on screen so it was quite nice to see you uh, at the end there with uh, your daughter Sarah so we've been waiting since 1997 for a uh, you know a Clark and a Lois series so um, Dean Kane was in the last one and we've waited a long time and wow it's worth waiting for because this show was absolutely amazing well it is amazing um i mean when did the when the show came across your lap you know what were your first thoughts you know how was it presented to you um and what did you think about it it was uh i was in ontario canada working on another project at the time and uh had the 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 pilot you know sent to my email and and the the sides for this character and and uh immediately i read it that night when i got to my hotel and i was like oh man first of all this is you know i didn't grow up like the biggest you know in comic book stores every week kind of guy but i mean who didn't love superman and superheroes growing up you know and so for Mm -hmm. me to even have that that the, the possibility of being a part of this project come my way was already a win and when i read the script and i read this character Man, from day one, Kyle resonated with me on so many levels. I, you know, I, I, I've said this before in other interviews and stuff, but I, I know Kyle. I grew up around these Kyles, even though we're very different in, you know, mm. in a lot of ways, he and I. I, I was born and raised in Texas, and I grew up around a lot of small-town folk that, that you know, there's a different mentality, and it's not better or worse than anyone in a big city, et cetera. It's just they're, they're, you're a product of your race and, and your environment and stuff. And so a lot of the struggles uh, and the coping mechanisms that, that are involved in Kyle and this character are were very real to to me from an observation standpoint you know watching people my own friends my dad's you know my dad himself grew up on a farm and didn't have a lot of money and kind of grew up in this small town before branching out etc and so i knew a lot about that and and i i in my mind already had ideas of of where i could take this character and the writers Mm. could take this character and and so from the from day one, it was really enticing to me. And, and as it all kind of played out, uh, you know, it 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 just worked. And, and going back to what I said before, this was one of those things where I think I think this was just meant to be for me, you know, and I, I do love what you were saying and appreciate, you know, what you were saying as an actor, a character this challenging and, you know, with mm. all these layers and stuff is really fun to play. And there's there's so many subtleties to it too, you know, he's, he's, the nuances and, and stuff here and there that are interweaved and that's hats off to the writers and to Todd and everybody for, for creating that as well. And it's just, man, it's every day, every episode is just a new kind of uh, wave of emotion and a new challenge. 
Mm. I mean, were you aware of the anticipation from the fans before this came out? Because, because this this when this show was announced, literally the internet went crazy. Because obviously we saw Superman in Elseworlds, um, you know the cross the crossover events, and obviously when it got announced, you know all the fans were just went crazy. Did you notice that online? Did you notice, you know, the buzz that was going around this show before you started it? Oh, I did. And and because of delays due to the pandemic, et cetera, I, I knew about my involvement in the show well before, you know, the rest of the world did and knew exactly what was going to happen and everything. So it was hard to, to stay tight lipped and see some of the comments and, and not be able to chime in on them. But I mean, we knew going into it <clears throat> kind of the blessing and a curse of, of doing a show like this is, you know, there's going to be a built in fan base from day one whether or not they're going to stick around is the challenge mm. right and so when you're involved in in such an international you know global property like this it's not hard to get eyeballs on it it's really hard to to keep people invested and i think that is you know one of the things that we we've, we've loved seeing the most from the fans is the fact that you know a they were excited and for the most part i think that we've kind of lived up and delivered on on their you know the hype and their excitement especially mm -hmm. in the uk when i started looking at the numbers we were doing in the uk when we premiered over there and i think january it was it's mind-blowing i mean the fan base over there is fanatical i i haven't been back to the uk i don't know it's probably been six years now i can't wait to get over there just to go visit but also to, mm. to now be a part of something that is such a big deal over, over there that would be awesome and and yeah. i've got to say as well talking about having to be tight-lipped uh, I met Tyler literally um, just after the crossover event and when it was being rumoured uh, that there was going to be a show and literally he wasn't saying anything. I was trying to get it out of him. I was like, wink twice for yes, one for no. But he, he wasn't saying anything. I mean, how how serious are the NDAs on this show? Are, have they got you literally tied down? I mean, they, they do, but at the same time, I think all of us are, are, you know, are so involved in the show that we don't want to leak things early. There's no, hmm. there's no excitement in that. You know, I think we just yeah. understand legal contracts aside. We just understand that this is such a precious thing that we get to be a part of and putting info out there early is, I don't know, it, it takes away from it, I think. So I think all of us have hmm. that, that same mindset. So being tight lipped about stuff is, uh, what we're used to at this point <laughs> and i've got to say the writers on this show i think do an absolute stellar job they really do because this series i've got to say is so so much more real than any other cw series you know it tackles uh, subjects that has never been in a superhero sort of ser series and mm -hmm. i think it's fantastic and um you know your your character is again very vulnerable at times you can see that vulnerability um and obviously what he goes through i mean what has been your favorite part in playing kyle you know have you got a uh, a moment that you actually will always stay stay with you there's there's a handful of moments I, I i'll have to think about one particular that stands out but in general kind of what you just alluded to the vulnerability to me that's where he and i are pretty similar i've always been a, a pretty emotional pretty vulnerable person and in my opinion that is arguably one of the strongest traits 
humans can possess. It often gets taken advantage of. It often gets, mm -hmm. you know, mis misunderstood or, or perceived as weakness. And I would argue quite the opposite. So to be able to see, you know, a character like this, who's, who's pretty brash on the exterior and who, because of, you know, the environment he was raised in, this small town, being, you know, of Latino descent in, in kind of middle America, there's challenges with that, right? And it, it kind of forms this hardened shell that, that we see in, in Kyle. But to be able to also, you know, portray those, those moments of vulnerability with his daughters, um, you know, with, with Lana, even when through all the, the ups and downs, um, I, to me, that's that part, since it's relatable to me is, is great, but it's also, it's written so well that you don't, you don't ever really see just one side of Kyle and he's not a mm. cliche version of this or that or whatever. Again, it goes back to kind of those nuances and those layers. And mm. anytime you get an opportunity to play a character with this many layers, it's, it's, it's just, it's great. Mm. I mean, talking about layers. So, your 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 characters through season one and so far season two, you know, you've dealt with al uh, alcoholism, uh, being a supervillain, uh, which is awesome, um, mm -hmm. and obviously adultery. I mean, which which has been the most challenging to portray on 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 screen for you as an actor? Probably the uh, the latest subject of adultery. Mm. Um, it's just. You know, to me, that is, it's it's tricky because as as an individual, that's something that you know obviously is is I would never do and is not right by any means to me. But you also can't fault it. It happens in real life, and mm -hmm. you can't fault human beings for wavering here and there. There's reasons behind things, and I think the the hardest part is just you know, the emotion that you have to sit with when you're doing stuff like that, when you're, you know, the alcoholism is, is tricky in and of itself, but, um, mm. you know, to me, not quite as, as difficult. The supervillain stuff was actually way more fun than it's challenging in, in its own right. Cause you're playing a different character and then you're going to this kind of, you know, manic psychotic state, which is, is fun. But at the end of the day, you can kind of be done with that and go back to the trailer, change clothes and drive home and you're good. When you're dealing with stuff like like this, you know, a, a husband and wife that have been together since high school, that have built a family that, that are in love, and he still truly deeply loves Lana, it's tough when you're mm. when you're having to film these scenes and you know the emotional stuff and trying to also, you know, not not lose too much of his pride because Kyle's a pretty proud person, so it's not a mm. full blown tears down your face you know moment. Although there was a a really great moment um, that we shot that had some of that that didn't make the cut in episode six, I believe it was. Uh, one of our writers, Adam, on Twitter even alluded to that. He's great, uh, great person to, to follow on Twitter because he gives a lot of the behind the scenes details and he knows everything about the Superman mythology too. So a uh, bitter script reader on Twitter is, is who Adam Mallinger is. But he even alluded to that after the episode that there was this montage uh, they kind of wrapped up a few of the things, not just the, the Kyle storyline of that episode, but there was this scene in, in a truck where, you know, it, part of this montage where the camera kind of wraps around and it's just Kyle sitting by himself after the, the quinceanera in the truck. And he just has this m massive emotional breakdown, which was mm. 
very hard to film and then the fact that it didn't make the cut was like oh man oh, i had to, i literally yeah. had to go do that and then i was just in my feelings for like three hours trying to come down from that and it didn't even make the cut but all that is to say that that's the challenge of it is that you know we as actors we're, we're playing pretend but to make it real we've got to fill it and so we're sitting with those emotions and oftentimes you know especially for me it just just doesn't turn off right when you're done with the scene mm -hmm. so you know there's there's several weeks there where I'm, I'm at home and my wife's like you you okay and i'm like have you read the script like she reads with me so mm -hmm. i'm like I, i'm okay but this is you know this is this is difficult to process so but but yeah. but it's real, and that is that is what I like about about it. It doesn't skirt around anything, you know. It addresses the subjects head to head head on. And mm -hmm. I've got to say, the end of episode four, before we had a two week break, uh, I've got a picture here uh, on screen. So so this is the uh, the barmaid in question, yeah. and I've got to say, the moment when she touches your hand um, on in that bar. I was like, oh, this is like gone on to another <laughs> level. This has changed, yeah. you know. Carl has been naughty. Um, and it's yeah. another layer to that character. But me personally, I think that Kyle is pro probably be beating himself up more than anything because as you said Kyle comes across as a very proud man he's he, he, he's obviously proud of who who he is and what he does and uh, you know his job and his family so knowing that he's done this uh, is killing him inside and you can see that on screen and how you portray him um, I mean how how do you prepare as an actor for for these subjects I mean do you do research um, do you you know take from personal experiences as you said you've been around pe pe people that were quite similar uh you both uh depending on the subject matter a lot of it is there's always research involved and it's it's strange like i've i've always gone through life it kind of like this so i'll i'll be out in public or whatever and now i'm not eavesdropping but I'll, I'll catch conversations or i'll watch people's actions or i'll just sit in in and see how certain things are, are taking place you know the physicality of a way the way a person walks or things will catch my eye and for years you know i just wondered like why am i just super nosy like what well, what is this i'm not being rude about it but why is why is all this stuff catching my eye and i think now i look back at it and it was you know just pulling from stuff and putting in a tool bag that would later mm. come into to play with what I do for a living. And so I think a lot of it is, is observation, which is character research. So going on every single day uh, of life. But then for specific things like this, yeah, you know, some stuff is pulled from personal experience. And although I've personally never been involved with, with an adultery thing, I, I got close family that, that, that has, mm. and I went through it, you know, secondhand and, so I was able to kind of pull from that. And I think that also added to the, the you know, emotional elements of it and the challenge of it is kind of having to, to relive some of that, uh, albeit in a different manner. Um, so, yeah, that's that's always involved in, in everything that I do, all the character choices. Mm -hmm. And fing, fing, fingers crossed, um, <clears throat> it all works out for Kyle because I, I feel sorry for him and I'm behind him 100 10 percent. i want him to redeem himself i really do so let's talk about the special effects and the action in this show 
yeah. because one of the things that it's it's had positive feedback straight away was about the special effects and the action scenes and when you became a super villain i've got a, a lovely picture here of you as a super villain look at that look 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 at that cheeky grin look you you absolutely <laughs> love that i could tell i mean what oh, yeah. what was it like to film those scenes for the action side of things and what was it like to actually see the finish article you know with all the special special effects because that must have been off the charts oh it, it really was i mean i've i've worked in different versions of like motion capture and stuff before so the you know kind of the process involved wasn't new to me per se you know you, you the scene is acted out in real time but then you go and like you sit in this this trailer usually it's a room but in this trailer they bring the set with an array of like hundreds of cameras and you know you hold different positions and facial expressions and stuff it's really awkward in the moment because they're like oh do this and you just gotta like sit there <laughs> like that for a moment or whatever but these cameras take all of these images and then you know through an algorithm of sorts in the computer that's how you're able to add in you know heat vision and and things like that um so going through the process it's always fun and quirky and, and unique doing the you know that particular scene you just showed there when you know when Superman comes in and kind of pummels Kyle through the back of the barn, which is like a blink and you miss it moment in the, in the scene. Yeah. That right mm -hmm. there. Exactly. All of those little things were, were great on the day because, you know, you get to get to kind of mimic just little subtle things like with the heat vision, like a little forward motion with your head, super subtle, but that comes into play with the effects team and, and how they, you know, portray that coming out of the eyes and then getting pummeled by Superman and pulled through the barn, I was actually, you know, on a, a rig of sorts. And Rob Hader, our stunt coordinator, is awesome, and he, he knows, he knows me. I every time it's like, hey, can you know, can I, can I do this? And most ninety nine percent of the time, he's like, yeah, you sure you want to do this? I'm like, absolutely. I love doing my own stunts. I think there's only been one time where I haven't. They wouldn't let me do something just because of the risk involved. But I love doing stuff like that. So getting to like be pulled on this rig and everything is fun but then to your point when you see the final result and what our vfx team and everything you know has put out there it's it's mind-blowing especially for a television show i mean a lot mm -hmm. of people they they always you know they always put it down to like budget right oh well this show must have a lot more budget or, or has way little you know budget here and there Partly true. We're all under the constraints of timeline, right? So we're definitely not mm. the, the the VFX are not going to be on par with a three hundred, four hundred million dollar budget feature that, aside from budget, also has three years to complete. Mm. We've got to turn an episode around in ninety days, there thereabouts. So the the stuff that our team is able to do with the television budget, with the television schedule. Man, I mean, it's I don't even want to use that as like an excuse because it's so good. It doesn't need an excuse. But that's mm. that's my point is you see these things and it's like, wow, knowing that that they're able to deliver that level of, of you know visual effects in that amount of time. It's just it's mind blowing. We've got an amazing team all the way around. And just to add to that, I know I'm long winded with answers, but, you know, our, our art department, everything too, a lot of these sets, some stuff is done on green screen, of course, but a lot of these sets are built practically and then there's VFX mm -hmm. over top of it. And I mean, it's just every little detail is just incredible and the way that they work with each other is awesome. Well, the whole town apparently is purpose built. It was 
all built it for is. the which is awesome to see i think i think yeah. you know we need to i suppose appreciate and give a nod to the people behind the camera as well because you know they all oh, do an 100%. awesome job and every single person is a cog to that machine uh, that makes everything possible from the writers special effects cameras and makeup and everything like that and and you can so tell that it's such a tight-knit team because of what it produces which is great and the other thing i like about this show is that there's no small characters literally no. every character in this show has got an awesome storyline and not one person stands out because you would automatically think superman and lois would stand out and don't get me wrong they do but For there sure. are other characters that that get raised up which i think is awesome like yours and lana and 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 uh sarah as well which i think is awesome so it's a, it's it's a nod to them um so i mean ov obviously um with with everything going going on with kyle do you think that kyle will redeem himself uh with with everything that's going on um i mean obviously you can't probably divulge anything but personally would you want kyle to redeem himself and what path would you like kyle to go on oh man that's it's gonna be a tricky one to answer i mean the in short <laughs> yes i want kyle to redeem himself i think we all do like you said it's it is a great testament to to the writers especially in in a situation like this where you know, I get so many comments on, on social media, et cetera, where people are like, man, I, I hate that, that Kyle did this, but I feel for him. And I like, I want him to fix this. I want him to come around. I love Lana and Kyle together. They got to come back. So that is, is awesome because it's very easy for a character to go down a dark road like this and somebody be like, ah screw that guy you know he he deserves it blah 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 but that's again the way that everything's kind of written and stuff is awesome so yes i i want there to be some redemption i think there will be some redemption where that leads i i don't know and that's not even me just skirting around things i mean we're we have ideas you know i talk to todd regularly and the writers regularly and we all have ideas of what we want to happen and whatnot but there's so many things that it's constantly evolving in television, you know, mm. for a variety of reasons, storylines intertwine with one another and, and, you know, an idea pops up in the writer's room and, and it's better than the last idea. So they run that way, even though you had planned on going this way. And so I, I think we'll see, you know, we'll see some, some redemption of sorts, mm. what that looks like and when that happens, what that timeline looks like, couldn't tell you. And do you get create, creative freedom as well? You 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 mentioned just then about talking to the writers, because obviously you are Kyle. You're you're living that character. I mean, do you get any creative freedom on set? You know, to maybe change a few things and how you how 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 you portray him. I do, and and I will say it. What's great about everything that we do, it should always be a collaborative process, right? Music, television, film, all of that stuff. All too often, the you know. In television and film, the actors get the credit. The in music, the, the artists, the singers get the credit. But there are, you know, there's writers on both ends. There's producers on both ends. Music and television and film. There's all of these people that that work together to create the final product. And so it, it should always be a collaborative effort. I will say that it isn't always that way. There are. I've had great experiences for the most part in Hollywood, but there are certain certain shows, certain you know projects where writers 
producers, directors have a vision and that's what it's going to be. So, you know, if, mm. if a writer comes to director, say, and wants to change something, there may be some resistance. Or if an actor, you know, has a line that they're kind of bumping on, they want to say it a different way. Some writers are very precious about their stuff and we have to respect that. But thankfully, with our group, it's a massive collaboration and everybody's open and nobody has an ego. And so we all want the same thing, which is the best final product, right? So mm. If I do have an idea, uh, per se, I'll pitch it. If it makes sense, we go with it. If it doesn't, and I have a conversation about it with somebody, I'm like, I get it. That makes, now I understand why it was written this way or why, you know, with a director, because they come, it's different directors every episode, you know, they come in with an idea and, and we can't be so precious to be like, oh, well, you know, I've been doing this show for how many episodes and you're just now coming in. I've seen that happen with actors before and that's, a bad approach. You want to respect the director's vision, have an open dialogue about it, and we've we've had that for you know the entirety of the of of the show. Um, there is moments where I you know I I have a big improv background, so I you know I don't ever just ad lib things and change dialogue completely on the fly. But for example, a lot of the Spanish that's spoken is in the moment, but with both Indy, Sarah, and and I. A lot of that stuff just happens. And the great mm -hmm. thing is, you know, in television, which is what I love versus film, is writers get to see this. And so their writing evolves too. And so they'll end up writing certain scenes either in Spanish or, you know, guides us in a situation where we're able to do that. Or a scene ends a certain way on paper, but there's moments that happen after and you know the director lets the camera roll and, and some of that makes it in too so it is mm -hmm. a, a very healthy balance of collaborative effort on, on all levels i think and again that's what makes the show great you know it obviously is quite a you know a collaborative uh, effort there and i've got to give a shout out to indy navarette that plays uh, sarah cushion because she's an awesome character she plays your daughter and mm -hmm. she's a great human on screen and off screen. She's such a she good is. role model and and definitely a role model that I would love my daughters to look up to because she she posts some amazing stuff. I mean, what is it like being a dad on screen? Because you're a dad in real, real, real life. But is this preparing yourself for when your little one becomes a teenager and starts to uh, <laughs> cause a bit of trouble? <laughs> It, it definitely is. I mean, the, you know, I, the ironic thing, I have one child, my son, but he's got three and another cousin on the way. He's going to be surrounded by girls. So I have two nieces that are now one of them will be going into high school next year. The other one is just a few years behind going into junior high. And then my other niece is five months younger than my son. And then there'll be a, another new one after that. Um, so I've I've had some some experience secondhand with, you know, with with girls and with the aging process, because I've known my older nieces. I mean, my wife and I've been together for almost 10 years, so I've known them since they were younger than my son is now. And I've watched them evolve and learn from that. But it's funny, both my wife and I have this conversation. Indy was actually over over at our house last night. She she literally is like my daughter who in, in real life who I'm, i constantly find myself last night she brought a, a thing of food and put it in the microwave and and she went to do something else and i already had it out of the microwave with a spoon and stuff ready for her and she's like 
okay dad like i just <laughs> so in, inherently do things like that but she'll also on her end like she'll just come over and say hey can i can i come hang yeah so she'll come over eat dinner sit on the couch play on her phone and then she'll go home and i'm like okay i guess this is what it'll feel like as an empty nester one day you know so it yeah. is a it's a great dynamic that that we have um you know with all my castmates really but especially the you know we call them los cushings the the cushings um with lana well, lana sarah kyle but off screen you know emmanuel indy and myself we just have such a great rapport and they all get along with my wife so it is just it's all real the chemistry and everything is 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 real Oh, that is awesome. I'm trying to get Indy on, on the show. I tried tried to get her on last season. I got Alex Garfin on the show, mm -hmm. and he is, like, literally dynamite. He doesn't stop still oh, for five seconds. The energy is, yeah. Honestly. I wish I had that energy nowadays. I know. Just I know. I know. It's He's like just young and say but uh talking about di yeah. di directing every have, have you got any plans on directing any episodes because the last one was directed by a, a lady that's actually from up the road from me she she's from mm -hmm. about a couple, couple couple of miles from me Eliz elizabeth henstridge uh that was in angels of shield um i mean have yeah. you got any plans to direct any episodes 100% i i don't know when that'll be um i want to make sure that I am 100% ready. I've, I've dabbled a little bit with directing and produced a little more than I have directed. Um, but my whole thing is if I'm going to do something, I want to do it well, um, or at least to the best of my efforts. Uh, you know, it can be judged out there however it's judged, but I don't want to go into something halfway. Um, so mm. I definitely have aspirations for that. Todd knows that, you know, everybody knows that and they're open to it and will nurture me however possible you know i i shadow people even days when i go in and i film like one scene and then i'm off mm. i'll hang out sometimes and it's a little different in the world of covid they don't really want too many people just hanging around it's a little different with us we can you know as cast we can hang around a little bit but there's a lot going on and a lot of people and you're supposed to maintain distance etc so that's been a bit of a challenge but I've, i have just kind of been a fly on the wall here and there mm. um to learn as much as i can because I do want to not only want to be good for the final product, but I, I don't want to make anybody's job harder. And mm -hmm. if you come in as a, a really green director, there's, there's directors that have come on and it's been their first television episode they've ever done and they've knocked it out of the park. And this mm -hmm. project, other projects, et cetera. But then I've worked with a couple, not on this show, thankfully, but that just, you know, you can tell they're they're new and there's nothing wrong with it, but it makes the days longer and it makes hmm. the DP's job harder and the camera guys and the grips. And so I, I want to make sure I'm fully prepared before I jump into that. I mean, do you, do you, do you think it makes it harder for someone that's in a show to direct an episode than have a director that's not in the show direct, if you know what I mean, because you're directing your co-stars. Yes. I honestly, I do think on one hand, it is a little more difficult. You've got the rapport and you've got the relationship and, and the chemistry. So you can talk openly to your castmates, which, which is great. But it's also like, uh, you know, when you're castmates, you're in the same boat. If you're now steering the ship, it, you know, you don't want to, I don't want to go up to Tyler and be like, Hey man, I was thinking, you know, maybe you try this and him be like, huh? 
you know, it, it, so it's, it's, I, I, I want to, you always have to respect that. And I think that is a bit of a challenge for actors that direct their own shows, but I'm up to it. And, and I, like mm. I said, once I'm in that position where I feel confident, um, I, it'll definitely be something I'll do. That is awesome. And obviously we've got plenty of episodes left. Um, what sort of ride are, are we in for? Um, can you describe, you know, uh, compared to season one? I mean, season two, it's just been amazing so 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 far and it's just getting better and better. I mean, what have we got ourselves in for going oh, forward? Man, it's, uh, again, there's, there's not a lot I can give away. Um, it is, uh, it, it's, it's going to be a little bit um, crazier ride than even season one, you know, coming up to what just aired, eight, seven? episode seven right mm. so we've got you know we're just halfway through the season and we're now filming episode uh 12 i believe so there there is some stuff coming up and you know stuff in the pipeline we haven't filmed yet that mm. that is just it's gonna it's gonna create a lot of uh moments on twitter um it's gonna <laughs> gonna have a lot of people's what is that the the head exploding emoji you'll see you'll see a bunch of those on social media so it's uh oh, it's, it's gonna I be a ride wait. man and also it's rumored that you've been renewed for season three but i don't know if that's that's true or not have 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 you heard anything uh man, are, are, I... are you it's all it's all out there you know the we're hopeful we're you know we think we've done a good job but officially there's nothing else to report as of yet oh well we need to get a twitter campaign and just get that season three announced asap uh for the fans and also you you mentioned conventions uh, and that you'd like to come over to the uk a lot of the cast are coming over to the uk throughout throughout this year uh through a company called monopoly events and uh, ah. some are going to Wales Comic Con. Uh, would you be up for that? Would you want to come over? Um, can we get the wheels turning with uh, Monopoly events to get you over with the cast? Because I think Tyler's coming over, Bitsy. You've got Jordan and Alex, mm -hmm. and we can have. I am. I'm always always open to it. I I one of the best things about what we do is the fan interaction in person. And you know, again with COVID any of this stuff has all been virtual anyway which is great mm. don't get me wrong but there i i love human interaction i love having conversations with people face to face and to me it's you know what we do is is we we get to play for a living and we get to live in this world for a living and somehow that impacts folks lives and a lot of the times we're we're not doctors we're not rocket scientists we're not any of that but the hour that we're able to take people away from reality sometimes makes an impact and so when i get to meet face to face with the fans and hear about stories about you know what they loved and and what they were going through in life and why this helped or why you know how they could relate to that episode or whatever that's that's the reward for me it's not it's not the paycheck it's not the awards the accolades it's getting to speak to people and seeing how it impacts them individually face to face. So in that regard, I mean, that's one of the best thing about cons. And I, I hope to be able to do, uh, do quite a few of those down the road. Well, fingers crossed we'll get you over to the U U UK. And one of my last last quest questions, your your young lad uh, is Enzo, if I'm right in saying. Enzo. Um, mm -hmm. Is he a Superman or Batman fan? It's interesting. So at his preschool, he's 
he's a Superman fan because he's literally half his life he's grown up and he he knows Superman, right? Like and? that's his friend. Like he can literally go to school and tell his friends, yeah, my my dad's friends with Superman and he's not lying. Um, so he's, I think he's got one of his toys somewhere in here, uh, sitting over there. He put that on the shelf next to a comic book that Adam Malinger gave me for Christmas, which is awesome. Mm. Um, but, uh, he's, he's a Superman fan because of the association. He's been really talking a lot about Batman lately. And I think that's mm. a product of his environment at school and, you know. I haven't seen the Batman yet, but I'm excited. Oh, it's fantastic! Um, it is fantastic. I, I saw it a couple of weeks ago at the premiere, and it was just amazing. Uh, and I always ask I people. Feel like I feel like Robert Pattinson can really deliver in that role. I, again, I haven't, I haven't seen the trailer, and that's it. But I feel like he's. It's one of those roles that, again, he's pretty much made for. Mm, it, it is awesome, but 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 talking about my girls, literally, I have I, I haven't given them a choice on Batman or Superman, because my eight, eight year old is called Lois, and That's and amazing. my four year old is called Kara after Supergirl. So literally, no I have literally, yeah, my wife let 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 me do that. I think that's great, and and we've got a small <laughs> my, cat called. My Clark. wife let me name my son after Enzo Ferrari. So I mean, we get some pretty good wives here, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That that is true. Um, but Eric, you've been a great guest. It's been such a pleasure talking to you, and I'm enjoying everything that you're doing on the show. You're a stellar actor, and literally, there's been times when I've had a frog in my throat because I, I, I felt for you on screen, and it's just really nice to see these issues being dealt with on on screen and not, uh, you know, shone away from. Uh, because it is real it does affect people and it's quite nice that they're doing that and making the show quite real um and it's just fantastic and i just fingers crossed we get a season three because it is i would say the best superman show i've seen ever um you know oh, I, I, I i i think it's great and tyler does a great job as superman um he's great person and uh bitsy i met her when she was heavily pregnant it was quite funny because uh, <laughs> she kept on having to run off to go go to the to toilet, bless her. Um, but mm -hmm. ho ho hopefully she'll be able to meet my daughter Lois um, in August She'd in, love to, in, in Wales. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I cannot yeah. wait. But Eric, you 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 look after yourself. Keep safe um, and stay Thank super. Uh, but it's been great having you on. I appreciate the kind words. Thanks for having me on, Brian. You've been listening to Be More Super, the podcast. It was kind of a crazy, fun experience. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. Listen, my whole family loves it, man. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button and share with your super friends. My world.